Okay, okay. I'm recording. We're recording. recording. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. We had very different reactions. All right. We'll start. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We'll start. (laughs) Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hello, Holly. I just cut Esther off in the middle of her telling me how she felt about this deck because our reactions are super, super different. And I don't want her to like, I don't want us to convince each other one way or the other before we start recording. But also, this is this morning is like prime example of why I'm impossible to do stuff with because I messaged Esther at like like exactly seven, which is when we were supposed to start recording Uh to say like, all right, I'm going to go make a cup of coffee. I'll be back in like 10 minutes. And it yeah. works because Esther has work that ends right at seven. So both of us always right. like we always want to start at about ten after. Right, right, right. It is now seven twenty-six. <laughs> I like full blown took more than twice as long to was, get myself coffee. I was like, did she get lost on the way to the coffee? No, this is the way that my brain works, and this is why I'm so difficult to be around. Okay. I made a cup of coffee. Yes. I was like, these coffee beans taste terrible. It's a local roastery that I normally really like. It was like just so acidic and bitter, like the worst coffee ever. And since I only really let myself have one cup of coffee a day because I'm worried about caffeine and my anxiety levels, I was like, well, this is a waste. This was a waste of coffee. Like I can't drink this, obviously. Right. So then I dumped out all of the water in my kettle and scrubbed my kettle thinking maybe the water is what's tasting funky because these beans are like $18 beans. Like they should be great. And I've never had a bad experience with it. Anyway, so I scrubbed out the thing. Then I scrubbed out the receptor for the grounds like in my coffee grinder because I was like, Uh maybe there's like something weird going on here. Right. I swapped out all of the beans with a different like, you know, other set of coffee beans and just tossed Uh the old ones because I was like this smells bad I like I don't want to drink this at all so instead of just having it be like a three-step grind beans boil water make coffee Uh situation it was like a Uh 15-step multiple washed items crazy person morning way of handling this oh no and I was like do I tell Esther do I just keep doing like I was on such a roll I like couldn't even get off of it and then the time suddenly had passed that's okay. That's okay. It was it was just more of just like she said she was gonna get coffee. Yeah. Did she forget? I no no no. I I mean the amount of time I could have like gone to a coffee shop. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. make some coffee and then I go to a coffee Had shop and coffee make some delivered coffee. At this right. Point. Exactly. It was a really long amount of time. Oh my god. But gosh. this cup of coffee is fine. So like, what Good. the hell? What the hell happened with that lot? And like, coffee beans don't go bad. They can get right. stale. But they, this tasted yeah. like rancid. Like I literally Ew. googled can coffee go rancid and I have worked in coffee shops right. I mean, it hasn't been a really long time but I worked in coffee shops for years in my 20s and I know that they're like shelf stable and that they can get a right. little stale but they shouldn't ever taste like it, rotten it seems to me probably like something like that was probably in the cleaning process that got wet-ish maybe like humidity in the grind or something no I idea I mean we have so little humidity that that would be well I was just, no shopping. I was just like thinking in the like the cleaning process of like the nitty-gritty stuff or yeah. something inside who That's the only knows? Thing I can think of. But thankfully, this cup is fantastic, and I don't Good. have to like just live my entire day being like annoyed about coffee. Yeah. But it did mean that we are starting like a full <laughs> half hour later than anticipated. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> at work, um, we have a new building at my work, and there's like a coffee area now, and they bought like this coffee espresso machine that's like literally nice like 12 grand like not oh my god coffee has always been a problem for you in korea always well so this is like it's 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 the delon delonia delonia prima donna <laughs> it's like this fancy like cool. French mach- italian machine or something and all the directions were in english and <laughs> there is no korean settings so they're like here esther this is your Will project you? yeah exactly can you do this <laughs> for you? us so anytime anyone needs a cup of coffee they're like what I press and I'm basically like okay this makes it stronger this gives you more coffee just press keep pressing two cups until you get your full cup you'll be fine so, <laughs> so no one's really using it for espresso no not for espresso no 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 I, I think I'm the one who does the strongest cup of coffee like and that's at like and I've done it like extra bold before and that was too much so extra bold yeah, extra so I just bold. do it strong and it's fine so that's fun, though. I know that, yeah. like, in years past, I've, like, sent you beans. Coffee beans, yes. It's becoming more of a thing now. Like, there's a coffee shop in town that offers, like, coffee roasting classes. I'm like, first oh, of cool. all, no one's going to be doing that. Like, <laughs> this is, the, no, no, absolutely not. Like, roasting, no, they will not roast these beans. Oh, no. wait. Did, 
My record. Okay, my recording is still going. God, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that would have been so All annoying. of a sudden, nothing moved, and I was like, what is Wait, going on? What's happening? <laughs> Why me? Okay, okay, we're good now. And now I have yeah. you still, still both up. So I have a college friend. I have a lot of college friends who still work in coffee, but some of my college friends started a coffee roasting like company right out of college and they used Ooh. like popcorn like air poppers that's apparently oh, yeah. a really good way to roast coffee beans oh. anyway it's like it is mostly funny because there's this new coffee shop in town that i think i might have already told you about on the podcast i can't remember they like union owned one no i don't think so okay so well the the short story is that I got my sister and my friend Cece, who I saw this last weekend, like some really beautiful beans from this new place. And uh-huh. the coffee from them is just like incredible. It's so good. And also the entire vibe of the shop is so cute. It's like brand new. They just opened. They were doing weekends only for like months and months. And now they're seven days a week. Um, but anyway, so the story behind them is that there was this local coffee shop that was really popular and they mm-hmm. had a second location and all of this stuff. And then the pandemic hit and they fired all of their employees who had been the ones who'd been pushing for the baristas and coffee roasters to join a local union. Uh-huh. So it was like very clearly retaliatory oh, yeah. because they just only fired, like they kept other employees for the pandemic, but they only right. fired the people who were like union organizers. Right, right, right. Anyway, that other coffee shop ended up closing. Like they, the <laughs> the tide of public opinion turned on them uh-huh. so fast. Yeah. Which is wild because I think of the United States as being pretty like generally anti-union these days until like mm-hmm. the last, I guess, three years. But Right, right, right. Two or three years. But anyway, so those people who had, la- who had been fired because they wanted to start a union ended up starting a union and then banding together and creating this new coffee shop Uh uh-huh and so they're roasting they have all these like local bakeries who are bringing in pastries and bread and stuff like that and it's like in this cool old building that used to sell plate glass and so the inside has all of these different kinds of like really neat windows it's just like such a good vibe and yeah you know i just love coffee and that's why i'm also really happy that i can do a little (laughs) bit more caffeine these days yeah exactly yes yes i Yes, coffee, very pro coffee podcast. Yeah, pro coffee podcast. <laughs> pro coffee, pro union podcast. Yeah, exactly. I think that, that should probably align with everything that people already know about us. Hopefully, hopefully so. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that's why I'm a difficult person to do morning things with. But Esther, to be ah. fair, for the first time we've had a time change, we did remember the night we before did. to we... reschedule when we were we recording. Did. <laughs> and then I was just like, I don't know what this means anymore. I've been yeah. away from the States too long now. Holly can means. tell me what time. Yeah, because we, every single time there's a time change, Esther and I forget about it until the morning Until the morning of. of. And we're like yeah. either an hour late for recording or an hour early for recording. Uh, because I just don't think about it. I'm very right. self-centered. And Esther doesn't have to worry about it because Priya doesn't remember. have daylight savings yeah. time. <laughs> Well, and usually it works out because it's either that it's like, I'm usually early. I think it's worked out in the past. Well, the last time, the last time it was that I was early. Oh, you were early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. No, that doesn't make, well, who knows? This is why our some, brains can't some, handle yeah, it. Yeah, this is our brains can't handle it. The amount of times so. we have to Google what time, <laughs> what time zone if it's 11 p.m. in Korea, what time is it in California? <laughs> I Constantly, I'll, I'll constantly like, like, hey, Google, what time yeah. is it in California right now? And my phone was telling me right now. It is now, you know, whatever time it is. So. 7.33. Yes. I, I turned it off because I was like, I don't want Google to respond to me on the podcast. Verbally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it is pretty impressive that after yeah. doing this for like three years, four three years. years, three and a half years. 190 episodes 190 later, episodes we got later. our shit together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We finally figured out daylight savings time. Yay. <laughs> Anyway, uh, it's your turn to pick a card for the week. Oh, okay. But I do have to tell you, when I sat down, there was one single Compendium of Constellations card on my floor beneath my chair. Okay. Okay. It was Message. Oh, oh, that's... That's foreboding. Like, that's not even, like, hopeful. Uh, No, Compendium of Constellations is like, will you please 
freaking pick me up, you dummy. Yeah. <laughs> Which I can Message. because I just got Claire's uh, sample deck for yeah. the new release that's going up for pre-order soon. Yes. So I will be picking up Compendium more. Let's see. I'm using Stray Cats Tarot to... Well, I've never heard of that. It's a creator, I believe, from Thailand or something and it's it's a bunch of like it's a cat deck and we got the hanged man or the the hanged cat basically oh oh my god it's so cute it's really cute deck (laughs) and it comes with like five or six extra cards and it's really really cute like this the five of wands here oh my god they're so adorable they all look a little bit like and the scraggly yes they're all scraggly cat deck and like the cardstock is actually super amazing, to be honest. It's like buttery, but also soft. It's, That's and it awesome. It has like the that autumnal like copper. Yeah, on the, side the that we not like. metallic <laughs> the not gold metallic. building. It's like yes. very pretty. It's so pretty. Well, add it to the spreadsheet, girlfriend, and yes, we will yes, yes. review that at some point. <laughs> I, I, that is my uh, plan because I rearranged my whole living room this past weekend. Exciting. So, so yes, the next is getting all the tarot boxes out and going through all the stuff and spreadsheeting everything. I so. love it. Yeah, Esther and I were both in a rearranging mood this past weekend. I visited my sister I, and literally was it a on Friday. Cancer moon. I feel like probably. it must have been something. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I literally touched every single piece of furniture my sister owned and moved it slightly. Some huge amounts. Some I'm very little, but I touched every single piece of furniture she owns. It looks amazing now. So thank you. I love it so much. much. Yes. (laughs) It's a miracle worker. Rearranging stuff just always feels like it's going to be the solution to all of my problems. I mean, seriously. (laughs) Can't rearrange my life. Going to rearrange my house. Exactly. (laughs) I've been doing it since I was a small child. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so our first question from the episode is from Christina. And I believe this was a question that we had a couple weeks ago. And this is now their follow-up. Yeah, because we were like, we're not really sure if the question is still relevant. Please let us know. And she did. So thanks, Christina. Yes, 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 yes. And she says, hi again, ladies. I'm so sorry my question threw off your podcast plans. Well, it Eh, it did it. It worked. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So since my question update, I have one session with a new therapist and have stopped and started my anxiety medications. From what I can tell so far, uh, it seems that Jackie, the therapist, will be a good fit. What I'm struggling with now is if I should continue seeing a psychiatrist. I struggled with getting there in the first place as my father has a history of mental illness and seeing his struggle up close made me not want to start my own journey. What do you think? Should I try? Should I continue to try new medications and continue on this journey or should I just stick with therapy alone, which has always been beneficial to me in the past? Thanks for your help. All right. I guess I need to choose a deck to actually read with. I was so focused (laughs) on my compendium and then read coffee grounds today. Oh my goodness. That would be so slow. Chaotic. Very, very chaotic. Can you imagine me being like, Esther, let's just bring my whole rig down to the kitchen so that I can make a new cup of coffee for each question. Actually, I can imagine myself saying that because I am that kind of person. Or just bring your whole coffee tray upstairs. Like a... a Yep, that would also be me. No, but this is telling you, you need a coffee tray in that room. (laughs) There's no access to water. That would be so banana. And also, this is technically where I should be working, but I started working from the kitchen. There are such things as like filtered water or water filters or boiling the water. It's very tempting. Let's see if Hilda wants to work with me. Okay. What does Hilda say? Yeah, uh, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Hilda's like, Ten of wands. Oh, yeah. I think all of my decks are feeling a little bit abandoned lately. Oh. Uh, All right. Sorry. So how do do you want to approach this question? Okay. I'm going to say my personal opinion first. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear it. (laughs) I was like, well, you asked us. You didn't really ask the question. Specifically, (laughs) you said, what do you think? Well, I'm going to tell you. That's a technicality, but also this is our podcast and we're allowed to give personal opinions in addition to And we end up doing that kind of anyway. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Don't give yourself any grief about it. Personally, to me, unless there is like a financial hardship situation, Having both in tandem and your therapist and psychiatrist kind of working together would be, like, in my experience, is a beneficial thing for you. Yeah. Because there are things that your therapist can work through that your 
psychiatrist cannot mm-hmm. and vi- ver- vice, vice versa. versa. I yeah, was like, totally. what is this? What I'm thinking. Versa Visa. What is this idiom I'm looking for? <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I think that like as long as it's something that's affordable and functionally doable, yes. even if you have anxiety about like what this could lead to, it's so much mm-hmm. better to preemptively treat stuff than to right. like try to figure it out later. And yeah. it's not like the psychiatrist will always, I mean, it's always complicated when medication is involved because mm-hmm. that stuff is hard to nail down which which like form of treatment works best for you but some brains just don't produce the chemicals that they need to produce exactly exactly and the thing is is that since there is an apprehension towards psychiatrists that's also possibly something you can work through with your therapist as well oh good idea you know because yeah use them as that kind of door to open that conversation saying like hey i'm apprehensive about you know continuing my medication because of my past history and that can also lead to, you know, some digging deeper and helping you suss out some stuff that may be more painful with the psychiatrist aspect yeah. when it's more comfortable with the therapist aspect. So, yeah, totally. That's those a really are my good thoughts. Call. All those right. So then how thoughts. to approach the tarot component of the question. Yes, t- exactly. Maybe the benefits of a psychiatrist and the benefits of the therapist or both of them together or just one, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Sorry if you hear snoring. A dinghy is under this desk, so he is Ugh, that like, dog. snuggled in. Mac ditched me last night. She slept on the couch the whole night. <gasps> Mac, what's wrong? All right, I'm going to use this, but it's really difficult to shuffle, which I guess when we eventually review the Ethereal Visions Luna edition, we'll have to talk about. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <sighs> the choices that this man makes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think, okay. I think you're, I think maybe even just doing like continuing with both and then, and then like maybe assessing being the second option. Yeah. Rather than just like, what if you ditched the site, ditched right, the psychiatrist. Right. right. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I got the moon and the star. Oh. And I got the six of pentacles and the emperor. Six of pentacles, moon, star, and emperor. I feel like the structure of having both is helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's it's... still so much unknown with that moon. And... Yeah. The emperor and the star are kind of like with structure stuff can happen. Yeah, because with that the, with that structure the emperor brings, that healing and that digging into those deeper spots can transpire. Yeah. And then with that six of pentacles, it's just that exchange taking place between Right. Somebody with knowledge and without and knowledge. Without knowledge, yeah. Yeah. yeah, or with a resource or without a resource. Right, resource so. is probably better than knowledge because it's a pentacle. Yeah, I think that like like yeah, I think that makes sense. Having that structure will allow for more exchange of ideas. It's always better to have more people on your team than fewer people on your team. Right. And I right. feel like that's kind of what that is expressing. Yeah. Yeah. Should we pull cards for like should this the setup be assessed? Yeah, or... like reassessing, yeah, something to think something to think about maybe. Something yeah, to let's consider. just do something to consider as you're sort of walking forward through this. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got the Page of Swords and the Eight of Cups. I got the Eight of Cups as well. Oh, shoot. Uh, And the Five of Swords. Okay. So the Five of Swords and the Page of Swords. That's kind of interesting. I thought that was interesting, too. Eights of Cups. It's been a while since we pulled the same cards for the same question. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like... In this context, I think having a page is really interesting in the context of, Mm -hmm. like, starting a new journey, especially the Page of Swords, because the Page of Swords in Rider-Waite-Smith is, like, not necessarily 
making the most rational decision decisions, it's a little bit more rash and impulsive, but mm-hmm. also with the eight of cups, it's kind of to me, I really like the interpretation of the eight of cups where you're like, sort of like you've set up some groundwork and then you're mm-hmm. moving forward right. and getting that twice, especially mm-hmm. with this deck. It's like the cards are in the foreground and then the figure is looking towards the background. Oh yeah. And the cat is walking away. Yeah. Towards the moon. So I just feel like as you're walking through this, sort of keep in mind what sort of like emotional development you've had and then where Mm -hmm. there are feelings of conflict about the whole thing. And if you're behaving in a rational way to move through these feelings of conflict or feelings of like insecurity or worry or anxiety, or if you're sort of like behaving a little bit more radically like the knight of Mm -hmm. swords like is this something that you're being considerate about is this something that you're making a decision about to set yourself up for future emotional success with those Mm -hmm. two eights of cups or is this something that you're just kind of like getting really worried about and a little bit frantic about yeah yeah is it like are you doing it from like a reactionary place from that hurt from the five of swords from these like outer circumstances that have you know that are causing you like this chaos or like you, you know, to me, that's what how the five of swords is like, there's some sort of pain that has transpired with other people that have been involved right? in that. And so like, like I said, you know, is it reactive from a healthy emotional spot or is it reactive because it's too painful right? and you just want it to stop hurting? Right. And if you're setting yourself up for all of these eight of cups moments of like mm-hmm. being able to be stronger and make decisions, like that's what you should be aiming for. Yes. Set up this infrastructure, this emotional infrastructure, so that you can move forward through stuff without feeling like you have to make really rash decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, good luck, Christina. I hope that helps. Yes. But for I now, I think probably too. sticking with both is your best bet. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And like like Esther said, like talk to your therapist about your concerns about it. Mm-hmm. Even before you make your next appointment with your psychiatrist to continue medication, you know, having having your therapist aware of what's going on as yeah. well is really key. And helping you through your feelings. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. All right. Well, our second question is from Overwhelmed. And Overwhelmed has a lot of questions. Overwhelmed yes. said, I'm writing because I found myself in one of those big life moments and I'm not sure how to proceed. And you've given me excellent advice in the past. Any insight or suggestions you could give would be so appreciated. The first and largest issue on my plate is that my boyfriend and I are going down opposite paths and I need to end the relationship, but I don't know how to do that in the most compassionate way possible. He's likely not going to see it coming, which will make it even harder to deliver the news. The second heaviest thing on my heart is my wonderful dog, whom we share. I'm scared that my soon-to-be ex will withhold custody of him, which would be devastating. Also, the, she uses the abbreviation STBX, and I, I can't keep thinking not Starbucks. Read that as Starbucks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was like, Starbucks? I'm scared I know. that my Starbucks will withhold custody. And I was like, I what? know. <laughs> the other two issues are logistically important, but not as close to my heart, work, and housing. I quit my exhausting social job earlier in the year and haven't found another yet, but truth be told, I haven't tried very hard. And as for housing, I'm sure my soon to be ex would also want to keep the apartment we live in together, so finding new housing is also on my to do list. This is no mean feat as I live in a high cost of living area and it's tough to find a spot for under $1,200 a month, let alone a spot with a yard or one that's pup friendly. Lastly, I'm in the process of applying for grad school, which is another challenge. Woo, I'm doing okay emotionally, but I'm just treading water and I know things will have to change in a huge way in the very near future. Any advice, insight, or words of wisdom would be so appreciated. So I think that we should probably focus on the ending of the relationship. Yes, compassionately how to do that. Yeah. And then kind of go from there because I do feel yeah. like they're like overwhelmed is making a lot of assumptions about the reaction of this person. Mm-hmm. Yes. And maybe coming up with strategies for ending the relationship in a compassionate way could lead to more you helpful conversations about the actual logistics of right. dog stuff and house stuff house and stuff all of and that. Other thing else. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Especially yes, yes, if grad school applications are happening now. I don't know if that would involve a location change, but in mm-hmm. some ways I feel like if you don't know what this person's reaction is going to be, they could just be sort of passive aggressive and be like, well, I guess you can stay here for as long as you need or whatever. Right, that's right. kind of ideal because you know you're going to be moving anyway. Yeah, yeah. And it gives exactly. you a little bit more time. But ultimately, the most compassionate thing is to, when you're over the relationship, to end it. Mm-hmm. Like, not to sit there resenting the person for too long because they'll know eventually. Yeah, yeah. 
like my sister got broken up with by a guy who then like now, I mean, it's been several years, but he almost immediately started dating his previous ex-girlfriend. And then they are, I think they're married. They might even have a kid now, but it was so obvious to Katie, like how long were you not into me anymore? Like how long did we keep dating when you were like one foot out the door and I was so busy with work that I didn't realize it. And how embarrassing is that? Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So the yeah, compassionate yeah. thing is to just like be honest. Primarily. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But let's pull some cards for it. So how can we, how can overwhelmed be most compassionate when ending this relationship? <laughs> what? <laughs> What did you get? I got, I got the eight of wands. So you just got to do it now. Yeah. The Band-Aid. <laughs> and I got the page of cups and the queen of cups. And to me, in this sort of like ending a relationship setting, it feels really, really obvious that the page of cups could be your soon to be ex and you're the queen mm-hmm. of cups. So you might be on the same pathway of recognizing that the relationship needs to be over, but with them more at the beginning stages of that realization and you at right. more of the established phase mm-hmm. of that exploration, so I right. think that that kind of goes along with getting an eight of uh, eight of wands really wands. well in terms of like, maybe he's already there a little bit. Like maybe yeah. he has he, those sort of percolating feelings of recognizing mm-hmm. that this isn't going to be a long-term yeah. thing for you guys. And you as the queen of cups have a more established idea of what that means. So you just have to be the one to be like, I think we both know. Yeah. Even if yeah. you don't explicitly know, even if this mm-hmm. feels like a surprise to you, I think part of you understood this, especially right. if you've been pretty open about applying to grad school. Like that's a pretty major life mm-hmm. shift. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. This is the first time where eight of wands has absolutely made sense. Cause sometimes eight of wands are like, why are you here swiftly, fastly? Okay. <laughs> Thanks. But this is like the one time where it's like, boom, here, it's the mic. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I think in terms of like what you can do overwhelmed specifically is say that sort of thing. Like make yeah. it about how you think that they know too. And not in like a gaslighty way, no. but just in like a, if you're really, really emotionally honest with yourself, I think you probably know that this is also like that our emotions are not syncing up and our goals are not syncing up mm-hmm. and that this is ending. The only yeah. problem with the page of cups is that the page of cups gets so easily offended because of that like you know Mm -hmm. sort of like emotional immaturity stuff so that would be the one thing that I would sort of look out for in this too is that there's nothing that he can say that can hurt you because you already have this queen understanding of your emotions so even if he gets a little bit defensive and a little bit weird about stuff like that's just coming from a place of immaturity and it's further confirmation that the relationship should be over Mm -hmm. but I do think that there's some understanding that he already has probably yeah, yeah. Some inkling. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... Yeah, I mean, the second part... The second heaviest thing is about the dog, which I don't really think is... A Healthy question. to read for. Yeah. Yeah, a question we can really answer. Because or it's even just going to be part of... It's going to be a part of their breaking Part of up, their sort communication. Of, yeah, yeah, communication stuff, yeah. So again, throughout all of that, just keep the Queen of Cups as sort of like your like symbol for all of it. Yeah. You know what you life. want. You're yeah. emotionally mature. You're capable of expressing that. You're capable of like living in that truth. And so just keep mm-hmm. her in your mind as you go through all of these conversations. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And then... I guess we could also pull for like how to start the housing situation or how to, but I guess you don't know what you really need to be doing yet. I think, no, I think honestly, as cheesy as it sounds, ripping off that bandaid is just what has to happen. Yeah. And you living in the queen of cups energy is what you have to do to get through it. But Mm -hmm. doing it quickly is the only way to know because otherwise there are going to be just even more what ifs percolating and going nuts in your brain. And that's not healthy for you. And it's also not really that healthy to bring in all those assumptions into a relationship ending conversation because you don't know what I'll say. Right. Exactly. Well, and the fact that you, you know, there's no realization. I mean, everything from that point that from that initial question on is reliant on that initial question. Yeah, that's true. Grad school is reliant on that initial question being answered and stuff like that. So it's kind of like, it's all dominoed effect down. Right. And a lot of this changes if you don't feel safe in the situation, but Mm -hmm. I don't think you gave us any indication overwhelmed that you feel unsafe. 
Right, right, exactly. It's just a lot of big emotional questions. But Mm -hmm. if you feel physically unsafe, you should definitely get out of there as soon as you can. But if it's just that the relationship's ending and you have a lot of uncertainty about stuff, then let that conversation sort of help you put one foot in the front of the other about all of that other stuff that's going to be coming up. Yes, 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 exactly. And we're glad you're doing emotionally, but I also think you'll stop feeling like you're just treading water once Mm -hmm. something actually happens. Right. Once that action point hits, you'll stop feeling that way. Right. Stop feeling stuck. Exactly. Awesome. Well, good luck, Overwhelmed. I hope that helps. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so, too. Um, all right. So we don't have any new Patreon uh, supporters that have not already been Patreon supporters. So Lori didn't show up as someone who needed a card because I think she was supporting and then had to unsupport and now is supporting again. But we can still pull a card for her. Oh, that's, yeah, that's fine. We can pull a card for her. You want to pull a card for her? (laughs) The whole entire deck? Okay. (laughs) No, that was my iPad. Oh, you get an iPad at Lori. (laughs) Yeah, you get the whole entire iPad. Just falling to the ground. Uh, Okay, Lori. So your card is the Knight of Cups. Ooh. Awesome. All right. And if you would like to support our podcast, you can go to wildlytarot.com. Nope. Patreon.com slash podcast. If you want access to all the content, you can also just support us as a one-time donation on our website at wildlytarot.com. So that's something to consider. Uh, if you would like to, we are never yes. mad about one-time donations. We really appreciate any support that we get from you guys. Yes. yes and yes. do we want to read another, uh, history of tarot art review? Oh, we want to read a review. Yeah, we did it last I mean, time. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, let's do it again. I don't have an excuse for sometimes a little tiny bit of a Southern accent. coming oh. out of <laughs> it's, You've been listening to me too long. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're closing in on 40 reviews here, Esther. Oh, hey. That's, like, where it starts feeling, like, really real. Because I think when you have under 20, it's like, oh, okay. These are all our friends and family that have reviewed. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. So, no, I want most recent. Most recent, please. Uh, okay, so we already did Sandy CBs, but I don't think we did B. Wallace, right? Or did we? I don't remember. Yeah, maybe this is a bad idea since we aren't tracking. Well, I was way. thinking. Well, I was thinking that uh, Melly T- Melly's Terrace on Instagram tagged us in a small little little review. Yeah, read it, girl. You have uh, it up. I well, it's yes, I have it up. Um, I'm long overdue for giving the history of tarot art, demystifying the art and arcana, deck by deck, by Holly Enchanted and Esther, or basically me, and mention. <laughs> Basically me. Does it say Celestial well, Esther? No, it says Celestial Esther, but I forgot my own name, so I just skipped it. <laughs> <laughs> anyone, anyone else have a, have or plan to get read this book? Whether you love tarot, art, history, or just a delightful read, you'll love this book. It's impossible to fully capture the greatness of this book in a caption. Yay! Yes. Rather than an attempt to write lengthy praise here that would not do it justice, I recommend you find a copy for yourself and dive into its vibrant pages that are filled with interesting information that's delivered in the friendliest, most inviting and inspiring way. That's so us. Thank you so much. I Mimi. love it. We can be the friendliest, most inviting way. Yes. And she's a longtime friend of the podcast. So yeah. Love so you we so appreciate much, it. Ellie. Exactly. Is, yes. Awesome. Well, Yay. this is... We've come to what I've been waiting for for the last half an hour. <laughs> we are reviewing The Good Karma Tarot by Carrie Ward with art by Amy Blackwell today. And Esther, before we started recording, said, I really did not like this deck. No, no, I said, I said, I low-key did not like this deck. Okay, maybe high-key did not like this deck. And then I was like, <laughs> Esther, shut your beautiful mouth. We need to record. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stop talking <laughs> immediately. All right, so we're going to talk about the synopsis of the deck and a little bit about the creators of the deck, and then we'll yes. go into our thoughts about it, as per usual. Yeah. I guess that's not Apparently, very... this is like a face-off like we've had with, what was it, uh, the the Morgan Greer or Aquarian. Oh, this is yeah, like but that after writing like our book, level. I like both. <laughs> I know, I do too. But I'm just saying, this is maybe that like that like versus sort of level, perhaps. No, I mean, we'll I'm 100% sure that you have great, great critiques. So I'm really curious to hear them. Okay, so this okay. is uh, like... Probably a month ago, Esther and I have like been really busy. And so we have yes. not been keeping up with our 
spreadsheet of decks that we both own in order to do reviews. So every single yes. week we would end the recording and be like, fuck, what are we going to record next week? Panic. Or more likely the day before our recording, we'd be like, Esther, we need to come up with something. So like yes. a month ago, we came up with four decks that are all new releases and bought them. Yes. And by re- new releases, we mean the last year and a half. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and to be honest, like, they're slowly making their way to me. So it may still be like June right. before we do all these four of these Right, tests. exactly. So we're still definitely, definitely relying on both of us actually getting to updating our spreadsheet. Yes. Because then yes. we'll have an idea of what we already own. But this is one of those decks where we were like, I think we sent each other like 15 decks and said like, yeah. let's choose a handful of these. And this is one of those. So it's not yes. something that we've like seen before or necessarily like had been that into like it wasn't something we sought out it was something that we found and we're like oh that's cool oh that looks cool right so a short synopsis of the deck okay i guess just starting out i don't really like it when non-indian people use the word karma and oh that was that was one of my problems with it i was like definitely a critique (laughs) that was one problem yes (laughs) yeah i guess not even non-indian people but people who don't practice practice religions that utilize karma it right. just is like, it can't it's just a, be a buzzword. No, it, yeah, yeah. But it says, easy, practical, inclusive, and super positive, which I have a whole thing about that that I want to talk about, too. So I guess I, I mean, I, okay. <laughs> Maybe you Let's get through key. this. Let's get through this. Let's get through this. <laughs> okay, go through this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Holly, stop getting distracted. This specially commissioned tarot deck with guidebook by Cosmopolitan's Tarot Bella is for beginners who are nervous about trying tarot themselves. Ever feel as if you don't know which path to take, which which decision to make, or what you really want in life? This beginner's guide to using tarot is specifically geared for personal guidance and self-development to help you understand your motivations, strengths, talents, and inner wisdom on your journey through life. Whether you're looking for a simple yes or no answer or want a more in-depth analysis of where you are right now or what lies ahead, this tarot will guide you in your decision-making process. So the author, Carrie Ward, who's also known as Tarot Bella, has been a tarot reader for 25 years, and she's Cosmopolitan Magazine's tarot columnist for the U.S. and the U.K. She also offers readings under the name Tarot Bella, and you can find her on Instagram pretty easily under that name. Yeah. Amy Blackwell is a painter, printmaker, illustrator, and knitter. Her uh, art style is really popular on Instagram. Her mm-hmm. main Instagram account got shut down by Instagram during probably one of those purges of last year. Yeah. Um, but she does a lot of like very, very bold colored, like cute images of like women, you know, reading books or tending mm-hmm. to plants or whatever. So it's like yeah. a very sort of pop art, like contemporary look that she's going for. And that definitely comes through in the, um, in the card art. Yes. The level of reader it's appropriate for, it says explicitly that it's for beginners, tarot readers. Uh, mm-hmm. I looked through the book and I actually think that the book is pretty great. Yeah, I like the book. The book I think is super helpful. I mean, I I know that I will never stop standing for the Radiant Tarot, uh, Radiant Rider oh, right. Tarot right. Guidebook uh-huh. because I think that right. that set has just like one of the best tarot books ever. But this yeah. one is also really complete. It both says what the card meaning is. It gives uh-huh. you stuff to think about. It also describes what the traditional cards look like. So what the Rider mm-hmm. Waite Smith cards look like to kind of bring in the symbolism. But it goes through art choices. It goes through like, here's what you should be thinking about. And then to bring back the karma thing again, it also right. has like a good karma tip for each card. Like if yeah. this card comes up, here's a nice thing you can do for other people related right. to it. Which again, and we've talked about this in past episodes too. It's just like one of those things where I think people have a very uh, simplified version of what they think karma means. And this is a good example of people using it in sort of that pop culture way rather than Mm -hmm. the like true meaning of karma kind of way. Exactly. Right. Right. Yes. So the structure itself, it's 78 cards. It has a 128 page full color guidebook. It does have split deck packaging, which is, I as hated that everyone so much. knows, our <laughs> literal nightmare. That would have been a low-key not liked. To be yeah, like, there you go. If it were just that, yeah. that, it would be like, you know, I don't know if I'll reach for this because I hate split deck split deck packaging. Yes. I think it's such a pain. The box is so pretty, too. The like, box is so pretty. The so art pretty. is so pretty. The dual deck situation is annoying. 
Yes. Um, it's probably like 300 GSM. I think maybe a slightly less, like 290. It's not super sturdy. No. And it's very, very slick. So it does slide around a lot. And it's a bit squattier and wider, more kind of like more Oracle. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit wider and shorter than a standard tarot deck. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's not like so big that you can't get your hand around it. No, like, I've, I've been riffle shuffling it here. You can hear me. Yeah. Doing exactly. That, so. You can definitely still riffle shuffle. Uh, you can find it literally anywhere. It's on every single bookseller website. So mm-hmm. it's definitely widely available. Um, the company, the publishing company is like Good Hippo or something. Yeah. I, I didn't look to see if they've done other tarot decks, but I do feel like doing a split deck is like a very clear. Early on tarot deck. Yeah, it's a very clear, thing. like this is a publisher's <laughs> first attempt at this. I think it's called Orange Hippo, actually, is the publishing company. Let me see. I'm looking at the... Yes, uh, published to, by O, oh, an imprint of Welbeck Publishing Group. Oh, from the UK. Why it has a hippo, and for some reason I thought that it was <laughs> hippo related. Anyway, um, how the deck feels? It is like I said, really slippery. Yes, and this is probably where critiquing starts. Possibly, I don't know where you're going, but possibly. <laughs> so. In some reviews that I read in preparation, people said that they felt like even the negative cards were done into like positive of a light. Oh. And so I pulled out all the cards that are traditionally negative and Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the case. I think that maybe people are confusing like bright colors with like the idea of minimizing difficult stuff. Like uh, there's a lot of focus on like eye movement almost like Mm -hmm. glancing or whatever but i pulled out the tower and the devil specifically and the tower is classic tower it's a tower being destroyed so that's not like being done in an overly joyful way it has really Mm -hmm. beautiful colors because there's a lot of teal the line work is interesting like it's very pop arty in that way but even the devil has this like cute little girly in a little shirt she's still chained there's still a devil over her shoulder like she still looks like a little bit defiant, which I guess uh-huh. maybe is a tiny bit outside of the norm for the devil. But because still, but it still is totally within the realm. Yeah. The yeah. only uh, the other two that I pulled out as cards that I think people might think have softened the meaning are the Ten of Swords, where mm-hmm. instead of being stabbed, she has ten swords on the back of her motorcycle jacket, which right. I guess technically could be lightning it. Um, but she looks like a badass that's been through a lot. Yeah. So why yeah. not? And then the three of swords, which I actually really like what they did because she's wearing a shirt that has a heart on it and Uh the swords are puncturing that. So it feels a little bit less gruesome, but I still think that the symbolism is there. Yeah, the heart. Yeah, because I went through all of the cards and nothing stuck out to me as like overly like fluffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. So So that's one of the things is that I do think that it, it feels light to me it feels light and joyful because the color choices are exactly what i would want right like these color choices are absolutely my vibe 100 Mm percent and so i think that i'm having a really hard time sort of looking beyond that okay in terms of liking it or not the other thing is that it does have a lot of representation well over half the cards have people Mm -hmm. of color depicted they are mostly youthful and mostly able-bodied but there are some distinctions in age they did align with gender stuff pretty closely with the court cards weird. that felt like, that why felt are you doing this? Su- super weird. Like, like it, Because it does feel so so youthful, suddenly there's like a gray-haired king, and it's like, why well, did you do this? It was, it was so, it felt so weird because like a lot of the other cards, like the the men are secondary in the picture. So uh-huh. that makes sense. Like they're like either the part a partner or something like that. Or not and even then, like the two or, yeah, of cups yeah. doesn't even have like yeah we yeah 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 but I was just saying I think the ten of cups it clearly yeah. looks like a male on the on the card and to me all of a sudden all of the cards that represent people's Kings. personalities and emotions yeah. and like it was like ev- almost every like there was only one card in all of like the court four cards. five seven eight nine ten eleven twelve sixteen cards court cards yeah four times four sixteen okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's only one that could be female presenting. 
So it oh like, wait it's for no for all the court cards all the queens oh were I mean women. I mean all the queens were women but I meant like as for the other cards like the pages all the pages yeah. except for one was a was a male and then all the knights were males all the kings were males right and it and does so it feel a little bit incongruous super gendered. yeah it just feels really gendered in that way it was yeah that was definitely something I noticed too where it was just like I'm surprised there isn't more queerness like I just right, was right. surprised there wasn't more like playfulness about gender yeah. almost yeah because it's designed to be the other thing that I was thinking when is something calls itself a beginner's deck I do uh-huh. think that if I were a teenager I'd be super into this but I think teenagers who are drawn to tarot are not going to be that interested in something that like looks so light yes yeah. like they want I, something that feels more historically important than this almost. <laughs> yeah to me this feels like a much younger deck than like early 20s like to me this would be like a teenager's kind of first deck yeah but I think teenagers who are interested in tarot are like give me more skeletons maybe yeah <laughs> I'm just I'm thinking like 12 years old or whatever yeah like, and I really like it but this is just the color scheme that I'm super into. yeah yeah so it's like it's really it's like a really vibrant deck, but it was just really weird to me that it was like all the queens in a page were women, and then everyone women. else was yeah, it was women. and then all and there was and then the, and then all the other cards because I checked to make sure that I wasn't like you know having a Imagining heart attack <laughs> yeah you know I checked all the other ones and the 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 guys seemed to be secondary so it's kind of. Just re- it was just really weird that all of a sudden like the personality like the page is but even like, like the emperor all... is like a like is kind of a androgynous looking woman right so there's all these other cards where they don't force sort of like weird gender roles but then they do right. for the court cards which I right. guess it just that's just not how we read court and, cards like, but you know right. the old school people really do right so well it's just and one they mentioned in the book because I checked to make sure I wasn't crazy again. They they mentioned in the book that of course like the historical it's usually like a male blah blah so it's probably based on the historicals but yeah but if you're, but like if you're but leaving if you're that behind deck, in a lot of ways exactly, exactly. why would you stick it stick with it here? so that was that was my big kind of problem with it because yeah much, the court I'm cards not are saying, and not, I also think the art on the court cards is weaker than the art on the rest yes of the cards. So yeah it's, it's just basically problem. yeah because it's basically like a person that is like square front in the picture and there's no like nuance to it yeah I think the court cards are in general just weaker did you see how hard it was just now for me to get all my yes, cards out of the deck I, I had to put it upside down and bang it on my hand this is why I hate this style of box I know I'm I already threw mine away, away the plastic I, that's the only way I to threw do mine it. away already I'm just gonna put this in a bag so <laughs> All right, so do you have any other... uh, I agree with your criticism. Yes. Fully, fully. So I don't think this is that controversial. I just still liked the other cards enough. Like, I had so many favorites that I ended up having to, like, cull it by almost half to come up with our standard six. There (laughs) were so many cards that I liked. Blows my mind. (laughs) I know. So that's where the controversy is. I struggled to get a five. No way! Oh, my (laughs) God. Okay. I have two guesses about... Yeah, they're, they're super not, cute. I thought some of them were like, super interesting too. I know I'm we just the second away. About so this. like, <laughs> who are you gonna give it to? Do you have any ideas? I, well, I'm seeing my tarot friends tomorrow, so I may uh, just, just be like, "Hi, would you like this deck? Yeah, Hello, exactly. Take it for me, please." Okay, uh, I know see. that you're gonna say that you love the death card, and I think that you're yes. gonna say that you love the strength card a lot. Yes. Okay. I do have those two. So the, I guessed <laughs> two of your five. You did. Let's talk about those two first. <laughs> okay. So strength, I really like because the tattoo on the back. Yeah. Course, so it's like, like this it's a, like a big fucking lion tattoo. It's a back view of a cutie, cutie little girl with a hair yeah. bow doing sort of like the Rosie the Riveter, like, yes. you know, arm flex. Like she works out. She's and, swole. And she's so swole. And her back tattoo is just this giant lion. And you know those jokes about how every Leo has a lion tattoo? I That's mean, what that makes me think of. <laughs> not a lie i would have had one if it was on the list maybe for the summertime (laughs) yeah it's it's a cool strength tattoo because it really is she looks strong and she also has that softness that sometimes comes Mm -hmm. with the strength card because she has the hair the hair bow and the colors themselves are very like pretty and vibrant they are right yeah it's very very it's very cute the motherfucking death card esther i do like this like and it like i like the thing is is that None of this is commentary about the artwork itself. Like none right. of the the commentary about the court cards is you know about technically the artwork. The artwork technical is beautiful. Well, and that's and I, the that's the important thing is that I when there's the, this is like something that came up with writing the book too. Okay, there's a lot 
especially now of contemporary decks where it is somebody who's a tarot personality who has no ability to do the art, who writes the tarot book and art directs the tarot cards. Yes. And that's always kind of interesting because like in this case, the art direction for the court cards is what we don't like. We don't right. like that it's so gendered and so directed in that way. But the art itself is still pretty. They're still interesting yeah. looking people. The colors are so great. All of that. But yeah, I yeah, do yeah. think that the death card is one of those cards that sort of like is a nice intermediary for both. Mm-hmm. It's like a beautiful. And, yeah, because it's a like a, a redhead that has like a the, her skull is exposed on one side and it's like her long beautiful hair and her human body's on the other half. Uh huh. Very very Hecate, very like hell right. goddess, and also super like like I guess like fertility goddess in general yeah. because the skeleton side has more of like a brambly kind of wreath. Mm-hmm. She has like uh, like one of those saint wreaths, but instead of yes. glowing gold light, it's like a a plant. Yes, and yes. on the skull side, it's more dead, whatever. And then it gets really vibrant and like filled mm-hmm. with flowers and fruit on the human face side. But the yeah. colors themselves, it's like a deep teal. And then it, her actual cloak is um, leaf patterned and also mm-hmm. a similar deep teal with all of these, uh, just so much green. And it's so striking right. with the red hair and the skeleton hand holding up the rose. It's just yeah. like a really beautiful death card. I really, and the thing is, is that like, I think this is probably the darkest card in the deck, like, like color tone wise. Color yeah. tone wise. Yeah. So it really right. stands out in contrast to all the rest of the cards you're seeing because all the rest of the cards are like, you know, bright pastels, neons, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's really striking. And I'm like, please use this for the card box. I get why they didn't because that's not the theme they're going for. But it's like, to it me, the most beautiful great. card in the deck. Yeah. It's, exactly. I think it's the most beautiful card on the deck too. Yeah. And the the book is like, this doesn't mean literal death, blah, 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 all of that stuff. So it's yeah. very, like, it's trying to make tarot approachable, which is it appreciated. Is. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, like, such a pretty card. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, what are you your ready other for my favorites? other three? I like the hermit, because she is me in my PJs in the window seal <laughs> with the candle. Yeah. And there's no book there, but I know there's a book somewhere in the in There's gotta distance. be. We better believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like, uh, like, it's just like a nice little soft hermit that's like chilling. She looks cozy. She looks thoughtful and contemplative. She's like, not like trying, not feeling like left out of the world. Uh Like she's sort of made this decision to be quiet and peaceful. Yes, exactly. Um, My next one is the moon. And I love that the dogs and the moon are her earrings. Yeah. That's, that's really cute. cute. And, and that also the, has the really good color combinations. Yes, yes. Like her mm-hmm. hair is this really vibrant mm-hmm. pink. And then the obviously the water below her is sort of like royal blue. But the contrast yeah. there is really pretty. Yes. So it's just a really pretty card. I think it was very creative the way that they put all the elements in the artwork. Mm-hmm. And then my last favorite is the two of coins because there is a doggy on it and she's balancing her everyday life. Yeah. Like her phone is ringing in her pocket. The dog wants to say hello and she's just she's like it kind of also looks like she's hula hooping almost with the ribbon that's wrapped around her just to add some additional like trick to the balance situation yeah Yeah, i really like that too i really like that card so those were my five so what were your so we overlapped just with death yeah and i ended up narrowing it down to six so don't worry but i love the death card so much and honestly this is so stupid because i know that nobody cares about redheaded representation except for me but there are a lot of cool redheaded ladies yeah. on this. Um, I also really liked the Hierophant because I think that it does a really good job of making it about community oh, yeah. learning. Like mm-hmm. there's one figure who's wearing a flower wreath on her head and the other two figures are looking to her for answers, but she's also physically placed not mm-hmm. above the two querents. She's like at mm-hmm. eye level with them. And it just feels like a really nice version of the Hierophant where it's about learning from peers and about learning from like teachers rather than like yeah. being directed. Um, yes. So I really, really like that. And it kind of like they explain the original Hierophant with the triple crown, the scepter, all of that stuff, the Pope connection. But this one just feels so much more like, yeah, approachable. That is a really nice one. Yeah. And the colors are great too, because the, the Hierophant herself is wearing all of this orange. And then the two querents are just like, 
dressed in kind of adorable sweaters, but then behind the Hierophant's head, there are these rays of beautiful mm -hmm. sort of like diffuse purple light. And I just like that symbolism a lot. Yes. I also really liked the magician because the background, again, it's that sort of rays oh, yeah. emanating from the magician's head, but it's all of these uh -huh. different colors. And the things that she's holding in her hand are just paintbrushes and pens. Yes. And I really like that because this artist does a lot of art, obviously. And I yeah. like the use of having writing and creating as being the thing mm -hmm. that causes the magician's power. Yeah. Um, and she's wearing like the way that they bring the infinity sign is through her cute little crop top. And she's just wearing yeah. like jean shorts covered in paint. And it's just like really fun. I just really like it a cute. lot. Do I have any other major arcanas? Oh, I have two more major arcanas. I also, let me find, uh, in the book before I talk about this one, because I want to know a little bit more about the art decisions. Oh, uh, okay. So I also chose Temperance. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I and, read about that one just to check as well. Yeah. <laughs> Temperance is a card that, as we know, if you've listened for a while, used to follow me everywhere. But this Temperance card is about embracing your, like, sort of self and the flow and, like, embracing mm -hmm. changes and all of that stuff. And it's represented by this really cool woman that has short hair that's been dyed pink, but her roots are growing out. She's covered in tattoos. She looks super at peace. There's this beautiful rainbow behind her. Clouds, plants, water, all the symbols that are there in the temperance mm -hmm. card, but she just looks like very cool. Yes, yes. <laughs> so totally. I think that her coolness is probably influencing my love of that card, but <laughs> I just like yeah. it. It has a lot of the traditional temperance symbols, but it feels so much more modern and approachable rather than like, Definitely. you know, the angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my last major arcana is the world. And this, I don't think will surprise anyone as being something that oh, I like. Yes. She's adorable. It's a cute mm -hmm. lady standing in front of the world with all the olive branches. She has a glass of sparkling wine in her hands. She's like wrapped up in the, uh, the red sort of sash that normally sash. the naked baby wears. But she's yeah. just wearing this cute drop-waisted little dress. Mm -hmm. And she just looks like she's like accomplished so much like she seems really yeah. celebratory she's like thoughtful and excited and i just think it's such a pretty image and i love the greenery in it so much the greenery is so pretty we always do when there's some good greenery but this one is particularly well done and then my only minor arcana that i truly truly loved was well i i, I well the only minor arcana that i made that made the cut is the two of cups and I think oh, that I like yes. the Two of Cups. This is one of those ones that feels a little bit more queer and less like heteronormative. Uh -huh. Yes. But it's two women who one is who one of whom is wearing a like laurel wreath. They're mm -hmm. really close to each other's faces. They look super intensely into each other's eyes and they're offering their drinks to each other. But it feels so yeah. intimate, which yes. I really like. It doesn't feel like separated or like there's a question. It's just like a mm -hmm. beautiful, intimate two of cups moment. Yeah. And I love the colors. I love the pink hair. I love mm -hmm. all of the rays behind them. It's just like really, really, really pretty. And both of the cups are completely full. Yes. Yes. That, uh, that was one I did like. Yeah. So those are my favorites. Oh, good. I, I totally understand your critiques. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it was think a combination just, of the name and then the court cards and then right. just, it was just compounded together where it's not a fave of mine, but I'm glad that we reviewed it. Yeah, exactly. And I really do like the colors. I wish it was named something else. That's not a surprise. Yeah. I yeah. wish the court cards were a little bit more interesting, but in general, I think that like this artist, I really, really, really like. Yeah. The artist. Is, yeah. It's really So cool. it's hard for me to separate everything else yeah because i just yeah. think that her art is so cool all right so and i feel so oh, yeah. sad for her about her instagram being like removed oh. so she has a new one and we'll link it in the show notes but mm -hmm. it has like 700 people that follow oh my and god she had like oh. like thousands and oh, thousands geez. in her original account but we all know people who in the fall uh -huh. of 2021 lost everything yep, yep. it's just crazy i oh, feel no, so bad she keeps trying to go eat the trash. <laughs> what are you doing? All right. So it's hard to represent our relationship with the deck. I got the eight of swords. <laughs> <laughs> 
Not surprising. Oh my goodness. No. Oh, and I got the tower. Huh. Oh, oh, uh huh, uh huh. I hope nobody yells at us about this review. <laughs> Be nice, people. We I like know. it. We like the deck. Yeah. We think the book is yeah. good. We just wish that the court cards had been just, more interesting. Some things just need to be a little tweaked. Exactly. And we understand that the the author may not have been able to have power over that. We we understand the nuance of things. Yeah, just we're telling our us. feelings about the finished product. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, that's our show. Yes, it is. Or was. That it certainly was. Um, why do I always do this? That's our show. Don't forget to send us your uh, questions. That's the word I was looking for. You can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com, including a form with which to submit questions. And also tell your friends about us, rate and review us. It helps us grow. And as always, we really appreciate your reviews because it helps with the dumb old algorithms. Yep. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And as always, we have a Discord server that you can join if you're not into Facebook or Instagram. And we also have merch on a Red Bubble shop and everything that you could want, links and all for are in our show notes. Exactly. So swipe to the right or to the left, whatever app you're in, and then click <laughs> you'll click, be able click. to see it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and remember, go forth and tear wildly this week. We love we you. Love so you. Much.